Ask the Fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I'm Claire. I'm Jimmy. And I will. <laughs> 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 uh, what happened then? <laughs> Did you forget your name, Will? We're all spoilers. Spoilers for listeners. We're all a bit sleepy this episode. We're a bit we're all a bit tired. Um, the heat is, I think, trying to murder us all. Yeah. Um, also, we have two guests. We have one who is way up way past their bedtime and one who is up way before they should be up. Uh, so, uh, firstly, Rebecca. Oh, welcome back. Hello. The ravishing Rebecca. Woo. And it is way past your bedtime. Way past my bedtime, but, you know, anything <laughs> for Luke Cage. Oh, well, I know what a big Luke Cage fan I you are. I am. <laughs> and our second returning guest, it's the conquering Connor. Woo. Uh, conquering, yay! Anything. You're up for... very, very early. You're conquering time because you're up so early. Ah, okay. <laughs> cool. Now I don't know why you two guys in particular are on this week. I can't. I don't think there's any anything connection. going on with these episodes. <laughs> I don't even know who Rebecca is, so. She's just some random person. Yeah. I'm just weird. someone who like, hangs person. out on other people's podcasts. <laughs> Seriously. So, Rebecca, I know you've seen all of Luke Cage season two. I have. Have you seen all of it, Connor? I think you have, haven't you? Uh, yeah, and I rewatched uh, these two episodes as well. Nice, nice. Cool. Well, uh, only two more episodes after these ones, so we'll try not to spoil our little newbies, our little Tammy and Will, yeah. lest they be spoilt. Yeah, I don't do yep. that. Don't want to succumb to that darkness within and end up like uh, Bushmaster and Luke, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bad. Bad news. Spider-Man dies. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, next week it was shocking. <laughs> he just turns up and is like, "Well, hey guys," ah! and dies. <laughs> uh, so, uh, some quick bits of news. It has been confirmed that Iron Fist season two will only be ten episodes rather than thirteen. Yay! Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to think because. I like to think that, yeah, it's going to tighten the show up a bit, um, which is good because we've said, you know, some of the shows are a bit saggy. I don't think Luke Cage season two has been. I think it's been one of the better paced shows. But I'm like, why is it just Iron Fist? (laughs) Like, this makes me worried. (laughs) I think Daredevil will get 10 episodes as well. I think it's something about the amount of episodes they've ordered or something, I heard. Uh, oh okay. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure like every show will be ten from now. Uh, that would be cool. I think ten would work quite well. Although I think I when mean, the original rumor came out, they, it was because this is like ages ago. Uh, they made some comment about having 23 episodes left to shoot, and that's when everyone started going, "Oh, that means one of them's only ten episodes, and the other." Oh, 13. okay. But you know, I mean, I, the only thing I'm I think's dumb is that they didn't just get up and say it openly at the San Diego panel. Yeah, I think it's a little. Well, they revealed it with the the titles because I mentioned last week, like they've been revealing the titles and they only did ten, which I thought was weird because they never usually reveal the titles of episodes in the show. And then it took a comic book uh, website to sort of ring them up and say, "Can you confirm it's only ten episodes?" And they were like, "Yeah." So just at least, like at least own it. Like you know, I you know I hope for the best, Mm. and I hope I, I I have no issue with ten episode series as a as a thing they've done very well and i think netflix have said they prefer shorter series in general 
classy. It'd probably be better as well for the shows because if they're going to have four seasons a year, I mean, it's got to take a lot of pressure right. off the. Uh, and that yeah. is insane. You know, the production. Yeah. Well, this is the first year that we're going to have all four defenders have a show right. this year. Because, yeah. That's so exciting. It's exciting. Um, I know it's as well. To be like, oh, what the hell are they doing next year? We've got, like, there's only two being shot currently. Moon Knight, Moon Knight, Moon Knight, Moon Knight. It's a heavy theme in my head right now. I know. That's all that's going around my head is Moon Knight, Moon Knight. I know that someone did tweet the official Iron Fist um, account on Twitter and said, so this season, does this mean this season is only 10 episodes? And they replied and they were a bit snarky and they were like, oh, we've got a smart one here. And it was right. like, all right, right. Well, <laughs> just just own it, guys. Like you were record. Yeah, I think that's the only thing that annoys me about it is that that they've they've done it in that kind of like, oh well, yeah, we don't want to come out and say that we're only ten episodes. Like, you know, people are going to notice and they're going to ask why. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. You sh- and yeah. just from a basic PR point of view, you should have a, an answer. And even if the answer is that season one wasn't as well received as we'd liked it to have been. So that's the one we gave the show. You know, like, it doesn't matter. Make the season too good. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a sh- for me, it's a shame because I thought Iron Fist and now Luke Cage season two are the only shows I thought that didn't have a pacing problem for me, except for the Claire episode in Iron Fist. But, yeah. So I'm, I'm disappointed there's ten episodes because I thought it was pretty well paced overall. And, well, like, I, I would Cage hope that they... Good too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would I would hope that they'd sort of sorted out the issues from season one so they could make a much better paced season. But, I mean, I've got nothing against ten episode seasons, it's, mm. as long as they're good. Now, here's a bit of news, and apparently this was a thing that was um, a... There was a load of drama over it. I don't know if, if Connor and uh, Rebecca, if you guys saw any of it, I didn't. But apparently lots of um, fans were very upset to find out that Charlie Cox has not watched Avengers Infinity War yet. The things, wow. that, okay. the okay. things that people have it in them to be really upset about. It's a busy guy. <laughs> I was like, he's got a small baby. Like, right, Give him a break. Yeah, there was, there, I didn't see that one, but I saw somebody else being criticised for not having seen something recently. Oh, I know um, Anthony Mackie hasn't seen Spider-Man Homecoming, and someone was really upset about that. Uh, no. It's like, okay, like... You know, you know it's a job. Yeah. <laughs> you know it is their there was, job. There was another one. Very, I don't even know what it was, but whoever it was was like, "It's all right, it's all right. I promise I'll go watch it." It's like they don't have to watch it. No one no. has to do any of these things. I, I just thought it was hilarious that people were kicking off. In. Yeah, it is hilarious. Exactly. Why should he go see it? Exactly. I mean, obviously, it's just weird. See it, <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, me, but obviously. No, but no one should hassle him about it. Yeah, right. But no one should give a grief yeah. about not having seen yeah. The things that people find to get upset about about these actors, that, oh, oh, they didn't do so. Exactly, who cares? It's like, yeah. Speaking of, well, tangentially related to Charlie Cox, um, there was a tweet, I can't remember when, in the last few days... I think yesterday, um, from the guy, uh, a guy called Nakam Washington. He's the personal trainer for Charlie Cox and um, Wilson Bethel, I think you say his name, Bethel, who is maybe playing Bullseye in Daredevil Season 3. Well, it's pretty much confirmed because in that, it's a photo of the trainer with both of them. And in the hat tags, it says Daredevil and Bullseye. So, yeah, he's playing Bullseye. So that's been confirmed. So yeah, this guy, 
Does he have yeah. a really big so that's, head? Uh, no, but Charlie Cox has a really, as they say in Hot Fuzz, he has a great big bushy beard. He's so awesome. maybe we're getting sad, sad Matt Murdock with his he's, sad beard in season very, three. He's a very happy looking bullseye then. He's very happy he's looking very, boy. He's happy killing people. Well, he's very smart. I in the picture. <laughs> It looks quite sneaky as well. I'll put it on the uh, well. the page. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know what I'm thinking of Charlie Cox's beard. Also, Charlie, they obviously haven't shaved Charlie Cox's chest for Daredevil season three yet because he's because he's a hairy dude and they obviously shave his chest for Daredevil because he never has that much hair in the show. Yeah. Not that I pay attention to his chest or anything. But we do. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, I. <laughs> and. <Okay. laughs> <laughs> You're like, really? What? A <laughs> uh, last bit of news, um, and I just thought I'd mention this because we spoke about it a few weeks ago, which is that even though the cast of Guardians Galaxy did a call to Disney to reinstate James Gunn, insiders say that Disney is not likely to rehire him. So I don't know how I feel. I feel, well, no, I do. I feel quite sad. Yeah, but... You know, we spoke about it a few weeks ago, so go and listen to that episode if you want to know what we <laughs> thought about it. I just think it'll be weird having the third one, especially with everything that happened after Infinity War, having it without the main uh, mm-hmm. guy at the helm. I just hope he's like kind of he's straight. like the heart and soul of that of Guardians yeah, of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It already in a little bit. <laughs> just like, uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm still gonna go watch it, whatever, but <laughs> just. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, this, I don't know. It feels weird. So uh, that was your news. So this week we are covering episode uh, 10 of season two, Main Ingredient. It was written by Akila Cooper and directed by Andy Goddard, one of my favourite directors who work on the show. And uh, episode 11, The Creator. Oh, sorry, I should say what the main ingredient's about in case we don't know. <laughs> This bloke called Danny Rand insists on helping Luke hunt for Bushmaster, the Iron Fist way. Mariah sets out to reclaim her empire, and Misty pursues a traitor. And episode 11 of season 2, The Creator, written by Nicole Mirante Matthews and Matthew Lopez, directed by friend of the show, give him an applause, Stephen Sergic. We love you, Stephen Sergic. And description of this, shaken by Mariah's latest act, Luke combs the city for a witness. Flashbacks reveal a fateful encounter between the Stokes and McIver families. And I will try not to say the MacGruber families. I've written MacIver in my notes, and I just keep wanting to say MacGruber after we mention that. So, Tammy, do you have any Tam Jams for these episodes? I mean, was there any was there any music you enjoyed, Tammy, in any fight scenes in this episode? Just wondering. Nothing, nothing at all. Um... So in episode 10, the main singer was Faith Evans, who we saw in season one. So I, it was kind of fun to see that they brought somebody back in season two, mm-hmm. um, one, of, one of the musical guests. Um, and Jada Kiss was there rapping with her. Uh, she, it, for those who don't know or don't remember me talking about her before, she is the widow of the notorious B.I.G., who we get to see in a big poster right on the wall, in a big mm-hmm. painting on the wall. It's kind of great. And they were sampling him as well, weren't they? They were sampling Biggie in the track. They were sampling him, weren't they? Yes. In the track. So the the track, and uh, uh, I think it's called like NYC or something, is from an album that was put out, obviously, after his death, um, 
where they sample him a lot. Like, I haven't listened to the album, but, like, reading about it, I kind of wanted to go back and listen to that album. And it's it's supposed to kind of be, like, Faith Evans put it together as a journey through Biggie's music. So I'm like, oh, that's mm. really interesting. So it's kind of like her take on his music. Um, but what I found was a fun fact is that Nandi, the actress who plays Nandi, played Faith Evans in the movie Notorious. <laughs> so, oh, that's cool. oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess she kind of looks like her, too, you know? Yeah. Kinda like a younger version. Um, and then, of that's course, cool. we get Wu-Tang Clan playing behind Danny <laughs> and uh, and Luke's fight scene, which was great. And the song that was played was Seventh Chamber Part 2. And if you remember last time we have... Danny and Luke fighting together wasn't the, the Defenders, and we got Wu Tang with Protecting Act, which was a lot of fun then, and it was a lot of fun now. <laughs> I, just, I am shocked that they haven't had Cream play yet. Yeah, like one of the best known songs from that album. Yeah, like they're going to work through that entire album until they played yeah, every why, track. I mean, why not? I guess they just keep using it. Um, and so that's kind of it for episode ten. For episode, I say it's kind of it, like it was no big deal, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's just Faith Hill and Wu Tang, what else? Uh, but in episode eleven, we get a lot, a lot of reggae and the background because of everything, that, like all the flashbacks. And so, what's interesting, like what, I couldn't really get a good read on the music because it's this thing. It says it's everything is by this five alarm music, but that's like the only thing I could find about five alarm music is it's kind of more like a music library. And so I'm like, I I must not be researching this right. But anyway, there's a bunch of songs by five alarm music, whether it's a reggae band or some kind of random music library. I don't know. I can't figure it out. Sorry, guys. I failed you. (laughs) You failed us with your town jams, Tony. Um, But it's really cool. And it really fits like all the scenes work so well with just like this background music. It's really so uh but we'll talk about that when we talk about the episode so anyway that's nice. that's it for music i oh, we're getting so close like i can't wait to see who's in the last two episodes so oh uh, they actually like bring um biggie back from the dead <laughs> oh wow that's pretty cool <laughs> that's Spider-Man. Yeah, and, oh yeah with spider technology is getting really good now <laughs> Well, he's actually sings during the Spider-Man death scene that Connor <laughs> told you about earlier. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of amazing. Yeah. Uh, so let's get into these episodes. I have split the episodes this week into Luke slash Danny, then Misty, Mariah slash Shades, and Bushmaster. And I guess Bushmaster could also be Tilda this week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Obviously, with Misty, we'll talk about um, Tammy's favorite character, Nandy, as well. She actually, like, <laughs> had more of a personality this episode, so that was nice. Yeah, she did. I thought you would like these uh, this episode, Tammy, for reasons. <laughs> for, for Nandi reasons? <laughs> for Nandi reasons. Maybe Nandi getting smashed in the face by mistake. <laughs> yeah. Didn't hate it. I'll tell you that uh, much. Didn't hate it. <laughs> so Luke is walking the streets of Harlem, and he's getting heat from all the Harlem residents who want him to stop Bushmaster. Even a little girl is getting mouthy with him. Yeah, and, this, and one guy says, oh God. I was going to say, yeah, and this was one of the teasers that was put out before the show came out. And this yeah. tells you, this is why I have no problem watching teasers or trailers. Because when the 
when it started playing, I was like, oh, yeah, I've seen this before. Totally forgot about this scene before <laughs> the show was uh, aired. So I'd actually, It I'd could be pretty random because... Yeah, yeah, me too. Because, I mean, you know going in that the villain is Bushmaster. So for people to go, you need to stop Bushmaster, that makes sense. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so it's not really spoiling anything. Yeah. Um, This guy, this one guy tells Luke that maybe he should be running things. Maybe that's how uh, that leads into Luke at the end of episode 11 when he says that Harlem needs a king. Yeah. Mm. I don't think Luke would be a good king, though. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, maybe that's why they He's need him. He's king, king of our hearts. He'll be my king, king of Harlem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not even from Harlem. He lived there, like, yeah. after his wife died. It's really yeah. short. Exactly. <laughs> Georgian, right? Yeah. It just always yeah, he could be king me. of Georgia. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm not from Portland, but, then, like... but I'm the hero of Portland. At least that's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> You're the king of Portland? Yeah. I thought the king of Portland was Carl McLaughlin in Portlandia. Uh, not, not anymore to me now. <laughs> he retired. Oh. The last episode, he went off into the wherever he went. I haven't seen any of it. Uh, all I've seen of Portlandia is a clip of Carl McLaughlin on a bike giving a thumbs up to the camera. That's all I've seen of that show. <laughs> anytime, it was adorable. Anytime I watch it, I just watch for Will in the background. I'm like, where's Will? It's Portlandia. <laughs> <Seriously>, I know. <laughs> Oh, I just look for Will in the background in life in general. <laughs> just in case. So we all, yeah. <laughs> so um, it's three days after Bushmaster escaped custody. Um, we find out Tembi's reporting on the TV about the incident in the Rand building. And we see DW's new t shirts because um, he's complaining that he can't sell them. And I love. The hoodies. I want a sweet sister hoodie so much. Yeah. <laughs> I want all of them. Every single yeah. one. Oh, it's so I want good. The Power Man hoodie in yellow. Yeah. Oh, it's so nice. And the one that DW's wearing, it's like blue with with Power Man written on it, I think, in yellow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so nice. They need to be selling these. I bet someone's like got them up on oh, um, sure Redbubble Red or something Bubble. is selling yeah, selling their little bootleg versions. Um and then we get a, a little uh, entry of a certain little uh, little person, a little puppy. He's, he's been to groomers. He's good, though. He's, he's well-trained, and he takes his shoes off before he comes. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking immediately, well, Brad, who is my co-host on another podcast, would would immediately be like, oh, because he hates it when people take their shoes off. And Danny's immediately like, going to take my shoes off. To be fair, he did, wear, he did wear shoes for a hell of a long time in the episode. <laughs> he really did. He's a he's a well trained puppy. He's learning. Yeah. So yeah, um, were you guys happy to finally see Danny after we got that tease a few episodes ago? Yes, I was. Go ahead. Yeah, I, you know, I was really happy to see him, and I think she's a lot better in this episode. I think we were talking about that earlier. Like he was, I think he's a lot better than he was in Iron Fist in this episode, at least. Definitely, I th- I think he's so much better. In, in this episode and in Defenders than he was in Iron Fist. But thank you like, for I have so many little hearts in my notes for him this episode. <laughs> yeah, that's, that gives me like more even like more hope for his show. Like the fact yeah. that they changed the showrunner out and he's 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 not a bad actor. I just think that Iron Fist was lacking as a show in some areas. And so yeah. I think like they're I I think this season is gonna be good. That we're I'm looking forward to the new season of Iron Fist. 
Uh, actually, we should say in Iron Fist news, um, sort of related to Luke Cage for this episode, um, Rebecca, recently you were stalking, sorry, uh, watching um, one of the members of uh, the Just Iron Fist yesterday. cast, were you not? Yeah. Yeah. Just yesterday, I went. Tell us about this stalking. Who um, were you stalking? I went to see Sasha Dewan, who plays Davos, Ooh. in a play in London. Yeah, right. that's it. And and you, Tammy, that's exactly why I went to this play in London. <laughs> um, it's a new Alan Burnett play, and I was I couldn't get tickets, but my sister double booked herself. Uh, and the thing she double booked huh. for was like a, a two two play thing, so she couldn't make uh, this one Alleluia it's called and it's about a choir in a geriatric ward of a hospital and he plays the doctor Dr. Valentine so imagine Davos as a doctor singing dancing it's, it, um, it was oh, did he sing? Oh. I'm singing of Davos Amazing. from the comics being a doctor in a geriatric ward <laughs> <laughs> And when you said imagine him as a doctor, I was thinking because we were saying that he was on the uh, the list of potential people to play the doctor. I know. Oh, when oh. season one was it on. was a very high choice of mine on that list, but I didn't want him to. Uh, I wouldn't have wanted him to not do Iron Fist because of it. But I'm sure his contract specifies Iron Fist for however many uh, seasons he might be around. But I'm very much looking forward to seeing him as Davos again. But yeah, it was really nice to just see him just doing something else but that was the main reason I went and if you get a chance to see it and you're in London it's very good and he's currently in your basement tied up yeah well, well I'm letting him finish the run of the show we have an understanding oh, that's, that's nice <laughs> <Yeah>. of you <laughs> fair enough so yes food truck ninja oh. in my heart so that's, that's all oh I food truck ninja <laughs> yes the mysterious food truck ninja who Rebecca and I guessed about a thousand different people he could be playing <laughs> <laughs> when we were watching it so Danny immediately takes his shoes off I there are so many moments in this episode that Danny does and I've just drawn a heart I, I, so, I think I felt the same way my little eyes just I, like, like in this scene when DW like says let me hold your dollar and Danny just gives him a little hand slap yeah. it's so cute Oh, it's just adorable and um, Luke apologises for the building, but Danny's not bothered. Um, and then Danny says he found Luke via the Harlem's Hero app. Yeah. But later on, Will, we find out that Danny is a liar, liar, and his pants might be on fire, <sighs> much like his fist. Yeah. Um, and then he jumps on the furniture like a little puppy yep. Immediately. and sits on that chair like a puppy, and he's still a puppy in my mind. And he says he's there to help Luke with Bushmaster. And then immediately, of course, starts telling DW all about how he defeated a dragon. <laughs> it's like, shut up. <laughs> so funny. Stop telling people and that. And I wrote, exactly. I and I wrote at the end of this time. scene, what, that you fought a dragon? Yeah, if I beat a dragon to death with my bare hands, I would not oh, you stop would, talking you? about it. Yeah. You like, would just hey, tell everyone. You'd I just killed be a like, dragon. <laughs> with uh, sir, I'm just trying to deliver your pizza, sir. I don't care. I've got a dragon. <laughs> I mean, it's fair. Like, it would be quite hard not yeah. to tell people. But, you know, um, he does say it an awful lot. But it, I like that they've got the stage now where they can laugh about it as well. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it just They make the fun way, of it in the episode. The way they've I love it. The way they've approached it in the episode is much more. It's just saying, yeah, we get it. 
and even Danny's like smiling at the same time. It's not just people laughing at him. Yeah, so, I, think no, I love it. First time we've actually gotten concrete confirmation that he has actually fought the dragon. Angel dragon, yeah. Yeah, because it was always hinted at before, but you know, you're never like completely sure if the dragon just gifted something to him or if it was metaphorical. But this episode is like, oh, so he did actually fight a dragon. Yeah, it took ages. Yeah, he needs to say, I plunged my fist into his fiery heart. Hopefully we see that in season oh, two. That, that budget would be... Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said, I think they should just, like, CGI and, like, figment the dragon from Epcot or something. Just or, have a big shadow. Or yeah, would, yeah, do it in shadow. That would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I wrote that they end this scene. Um, I wrote, the scene ends and Luke and Danny do the secret handshake of bromance. Aww. Yeah, it's adorable. Uh, so when we see them the next, I don't know, but no. I mean, no, they've been meeting and practicing. They've been it. practicing. Oh. <laughs> oh God, these guys oh, are so cute. You can't leave me and Claire I love them alone so talking much. about this. <laughs> I like this bromance kills me. I love it so much. It's this episode like just makes me want a Heroes for Hire show. Right. With yeah. the two of them. Oh, I just want it so much. Anyway, so they sit in the chairs, and this is when Luke is trying to meditate, but he's not feeling it. And um, and all the way through this, Danny's like Luke's little conscience. He's like, hey, you know, uh, think, Luke, think. If he doesn't believe, then maybe this and that and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> He'd need a doctor. And when he says a special doctor of the books, like, I wouldn't immediately go to, Nan- uh, to uh, Tilda. I'd think... Claire? Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh yeah, obviously it can't it can't be her for Thank reasons. God. Yeah, I, I agree, Connor. I agree. <laughs> um <laughs> and uh so after they've done uh, another little moment I love in this is when uh Luke leaves and he says see silence is golden and DW does like a little curtsy bow salute thing to him. <laughs> it was just really cute. Uh, so then we get the best shot ever in the history of the universe, which is Luke and Danny badass walking in slow-mo through the streets of Harlem. I mean, I laughed. No. I'm not going to lie. It's so good. It's, it's so cheesy and great. Oh, I was great. playing the Sarah song. I don't know. I can't remember. I can't remember if there was a song playing then or if it was just score. I have to... Yeah. I feel like it was just the score yeah, just to sound really cool. Yeah. It should have been like that yeah. DMX song playing. <laughs> <laughs> Drop. Drop. Or maybe that's not DMX. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who that. No, they should have played. Yeah, they could have played something. They could have played. There's a song that's um, a Power Man and Iron Fist song. I'm sure there is by this band that also did um, did all these old cheesy um, uh, Marvel songs in the 70s, and oh, they the... did a Daredevil one as well. Yeah, that's an awesome. Yeah, song. Do you remember what it's called? That album is so good. But they did one for, for Iron Fist and Power Man, didn't they? I'm pretty sure I they did. I think the band's called Icarus. I don't yes, think they that's did one it. for Power Man and Iron Fist. Not that I could see anyway. Um, oh, I can't remember. They did like a whole album based on Marvel characters, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, like Spider Man thing and stuff. Yeah. Like that. It's awesome. Flutes yeah. everywhere. It was really it's, cool. it's really cool. Uh, so, walking on the street, and this is the first mention we get of. Luke being distracted lately, and Danny says that he finds silence in his head and his heart. And I said, if you find silence in your heart, Danny, that means you're dead. 
because your heart has stopped beating, Danny. <laughs> That's what I would have said if I was like. <laughs> um, and Danny loves the streets. Luke says he seems different there. and settled. Exactly, yeah. Uh, he's different and settled. And I was like, don't you dare say that that means he's married Colleen. No! <laughs> Never! Um, yeah, and Danny says he is still. Power comes from stillness. Uh, by the way, that album was called The Marvel World of Icarus, uh, and it has songs about a lot of different characters on it. I've just found it on YouTube, Icarus, The Marvel World of Icarus. So next time we see Danny and Luke is when they're exploring Mother's Touch. Luke finds a scrap one? of... It, uh, let me have a look. I don't know. Let me look at the playlist. Hang on. I haven't listened to this album in a very long time. There are, okay, there are songs about Black Panther, Conan the Barbarian... Or as they say here, Canon the Barbarian, Captain America, Fantastic Four, Hulk, uh, Iron Man, Madam Mask, Silver Surfer, mm. Spider-Man, Man Without Fear. There's one called Things Thing <laughs> and Thor. <laughs> so there isn't a Power Man. So I'm thinking of a different one. But Silver Surfer. It's a very cheesy, awesome album. It's very cool. Uh, so next time we see them, they're in Mother's Touch. And uh, Luke's telling Danny all about the nightshade. And... Danny says it reminds him of an apothecary back in Cologne with old Ming. <laughs> what? Uh, and they talk about Chronic 2001. Yeah. And I was like, oh, there's another little time jam for Tammy. Yep. And it's the last album Danny bought from Tower Records before he uh, boarded the plane. Uh, I thought, uh, oh, uh, I thought we're going to go into that plane flashback again uh, just for Tammy. <laughs> yeah, Tower Records, that was a thing, guys. Remember? <laughs> Oh. Yeah. Mm. I hope there's not a never-ending flashback scene again. <laughs> there's going to be all the flashbacks in in season two. There'll be a flashback of him buying Chronic 2001, and and then he'll board the plane, and then you'll get a flashback of the plane crash again. Tammy, just for you. Every time the plane crash played, it was just rubbing it in that they didn't have his mother devoured <laughs> by wolves instead. That. <laughs> <laughs> She <laughs> just flew out of the plane like really lamely. Yeah. Like, no, Iron Fist fans are very bloodthirsty. I should just explain. We like these things happening. Well, it's so insane. Yeah, because that's what happens in the comics. <laughs> it is. It's, and it, it's, yeah. it stands out as opposed to, oh, my parents died in a plane crash. Yeah, but, my parents were eaten by wolves. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. It's pretty hardcore. Yeah. Well, my mum was eaten by wolves. Oh. Um, so they read a bit about Nightshade. And then they're going to go and find Mariah to ask where Tilda is. So off they go. Uh, so they enter Harlem's paradise. And the goons don't want to fight because Danny is worth millions. Fair. Aw, poor Danny. I don't want to get sued. I know, but Danny, Danny's like, I don't even live off... Why do you keep talking about my money? I don't even live off my money. Yeah. I just, can we all stop talking about my money? <laughs> I just eat puppy chow and that's it. And every so often someone needs to scratch my belly. I don't need money. <laughs> I actually liked this. Uh, it reminded me a lot of the comics because he also stopped living off his money. Yeah, it was, that was oh, did a nice little, um, Yeah, it was a nice little yeah. um, nod to that. And there was always that. Now, was this before or after he was he was with with um, with Misty Knight? Uh, well, he's kind of Jerry? on and off, often while. Yeah, yeah. He's often on, on often on with her for many years. So they argue all the time. They're a great couple. Uh, I'm very <laughs> upset that they didn't have them interact at all in this episode. I know. 
How can they not have How can they not have Danny swing by or Misty swing by and go, by the way, thanks for my arm? Yeah. Just so we get them on screen together. Oh, what a missed opportunity. But you know what I was thinking is that, like, maybe they wanted to save that for the Iron Fist series. Yeah, where Misty gives him a a sexy lap dance and then he dumps Colleen and ends up with Misty. I, I almost kind of hope he stays with Colleen now they've established that, though. Like, my comics loving heart says be with Misty. But, you know, <laughs> they did actually make them a decent couple, uh, Collie and yeah, Dan. they were okay. I don't want to, I don't want to, I just don't want to see all these women being passed around. You know, like, I don't want to see them jumping from... I just want Misty to like find Claire. love then. Yes, like yeah. Claire. Yeah. yeah, true. Well, I don't want Misty to go from, you know, I don't want Jessica to go from Luke to anyone. <laughs> I don't want to see, I don't want to see uh, Misty go from Luke to Danny, you know. I didn't like it in True. the comics and, uh, when it went the other way, but, um, you know. So Wait, did Misty go to Luke yeah, in that's the comics? Uh-huh. <laughs> Who hasn't oh, slept with Luke gross. in the comics? Everyone. Every- Even She-Hulk has slept with Luke. Yeah. Luke has slept with way more people than Daredevil, and Daredevil wow. is known as the biggest himbo in the, that ever put on a pair of tights. <laughs> I, I don't know if he has, though. <laughs> I think, I think we'd have to really, double check that. Yeah, true. I, I think Daredevil's still a bit more, more of a himbo. Yeah, he's a Plus, huge Most of Daredevil's died. Yeah, and Luke's, yeah. Were a long, Luke's were a long, long time ago, and he's been, like, pretty settled for quite a long time. Did you guys read Alias? That's true. Yeah. yeah, I loved Alias. Luke Cage was, like, a huge jerk in that book. Everyone's yeah, a huge jerk in that book. Luke but then he finds America. out he's going to be a daddy, and he turns into a dude. Captain America... Well, no, yeah, Captain America's not a jerk in it, which is well, bad. he was polite. He's a he, no, he's not a jerk in it. He wasn't telling her to f off like Luke was. Yeah. <laughs> well, but she, he said it with love. Come on. She, she also asked if he was fucking Danny. So. <laughs> <laughs> he could be the way these two look at each other. Well, particularly the way Danny looks at Luke, and I've done it for our cover art before. Danny looks at Luke with just little hearts in his eyes. He loves him. He also looks it's at Chinese adorable. food the same way, though. It really does, particularly pork. Particularly. So they 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 head off to Columbia University on their date, and Danny is wearing a Luke hoodie, and it is adorable, and I love it. It's the it's best. It's the cutest thing. I think. And then he sweet. tries to start a fight with him. Yeah, I, I think I screwed as well. Him. Yeah, and he yes. says he's he's off balance because he needs to rebalance his chi. I thought I really liked the choreography. Yeah. For this, like I love the fight choreography is so much better in this. Yeah, the the choreography for him, like we get this the fight scene like in a minute. We'll talk about is so much better with Iron Fist this season. Yeah, I thought yeah because everything he does is and especially like when we get to their bigger fight scene, it's like so subtle, which makes a lot of sense. He doesn't need to do any kind of big move because he mm-hmm. you know his. His power comes from his stillness. It comes from within. So it, does, it wouldn't make sense for him to be this, like, big fighter. And, like, he just does, like, all these small little kicks and punches that are so tight. Like, it, it, mm. it really works for his character. Yeah. It's like, much more not, graceful as well. He's not Daredevil. They don't have the same fighting style. No. Um, at all. Uh, but people always want his fighting He's not a bruiser. Like Daredevil. And it's like, well, they're very, you know, he's not like an acrobatic boxer. Yeah. Dead you know, was like a mix of boxing and and um, street uh, spuffing. 
like boxing Ninja and sort stuff. of ninjutsu oh, and like yeah and cabaret and stuff whereas Danny is much more from kind of I guess Chinese martial arts yeah, rather than Japanese it's all yeah. very yeah like, like I, yeah I, I imagine Danny being able to like just touch someone in a certain spot gently and then go down like he doesn't need to do like a whole bunch of stuff Mm-hmm. Um, Do we think that Danny knows the five point palm exploding heart technique from Kill Bill? Obviously. Obviously. Yes. I think every Iron Fist knows that. Yeah. For Iron Fist 101. Yeah. It's heaps of crazy names. Yeah, I um, follow. I, well, I follow like Iron Fists and Luke Cage and all of them on Twitter just because I like when they talk to each other. It's. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> but so I had seen. Like Iron Fist, the Iron Fist Twitter account had tweeted like a gif of this part where Danny like just punches Luke and Luke doesn't move, and uh, so I, but for some reason in my brain I didn't connect it that this was from Luke Cage, and I was like, <laughs> oh I don't know where this is from. Like <laughs> this is they're just messing around on set. <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah. So when I saw it, I, like when I saw it on the episode, I was like, oh hey, that's that little gif that I saw that. I, so he's. He put it out there, and then Luke goes, "What are you doing?" <laughs> conversation about this little fight scene, which is just funny to me. Those Twitter ones are oh, they're yeah. so funny. They're great. So he basically says to track Bushmaster, he doesn't need a perch from high up. He needs the perspective of a rat. Who's the biggest rat that Luke knows? Did uh, you guys guess already? Yeah, I was yeah. Just hoping. I was hoping. <laughs> Oh, Turk. Oh, I love you so it much. Was the, it was, I felt like this episode was just for us, Claire. I really <laughs> so feel like it, it was. I mean, spoilers for my rating later, but... As often as possible. Yeah. Seriously. Turk is selling bongs and fidget spinners. Um, I, I love it. It's just amazing. <laughs> and weed and... Oh. Did this feel... And this scene is so great. Did this feel kind of like a... Uh, did, like a detective show where they're just going around from one place to another <laughs> yeah. and people. Yeah. It's so awesome. Like yeah, Jessica, totally like she, she, yeah. it's so great. Like, I just want this every week, like on the show, it'd be amazing. I know. And I love that like Danny picks up the little, dragon. the little pipe that looks like a dragon. <laughs> it's just... That did, that did make me trouble. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, and Turk says that the word on the street is that the Jamaicans have taken over one of the largest grow houses in the city. So they head to the <laughs> warehouse. Luke also breaks one of Turk's bo- like no, bombs. No, like, can't do that. I was like, and, Luke, uh, does Turk? Turk seems to know that Danny is like the Iron Fist because he talks about him knocking down Madame Gao or something. I thought that was pretty weird. Well, Turk was in Iron Fist, wasn't he? And uh, then I he, he was in about, Iron Fist. No, he wasn't in Iron Fist. He was just in Dead Oh. And Luke Cage. I, I he's been in Jessica him. Jones, hasn't he? I'm sure he's been yeah. in like he was most of them. Yeah, yeah I think Iron Fist the one he he wasn't in. But if, oh. he's, if he's connected with the criminal underworld and knows of Madame Gao, then he may know. They probably yeah, okay. We saw yeah. this billionaire beating up this old lady, so I'd probably. And, <laughs> it's not like Danny's very shy about telling people who he is. <laughs> and then, I didn't say. Turk goes on about his aura or something, and yeah. I'm like, Turk's too. Dumb oh to yeah. Aura is. He's gone new age. Yeah, he's a he's right a hippy dippy now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna ask about his chakras in a minute. 
So because, so you know how Luke, it's Luke's fault that Sugar is now back being a criminal because he damaged Sugar's car, supposedly. I think Luke breaking this bong has also put Turk back on the the path of being a criminal. This one bong. part of the problem. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Turk's business goes under because he can't afford, you know, he goes bankrupt and now he goes back to being a criminal. It's all Luke's fault. (laughs) Luke's creating more criminals than he's stopping. (laughs) Yeah. It's played for comic relief, but when you think about it, Luke is like that dirty cop in movies who just trashes oh. his informants. He's an oh, asshole. Yeah. He's, such a, yeah. he's such a jerk. <laughs> Which I, I like, because I actually like that he has personality. So, you know, like I said, I didn't feel like he had any personality in Luke Cage Season 1 or in Defenders. He yeah. was just too good. I really Whereas at like least in this that. series, yeah. we have him being a bit more, you know, developed, even Completely if it is him being agree. an asshole. Yeah. Because you know they, what? That means him and Jessica are perfect for each other because they're both assholes. And the fact they made him being too good, his character flaws, mm-hmm. like he just got really arrogant and up himself. Like, I really like how they yeah. did that. Um, Which is, it feels like a natural progression, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's really good. So they head to the warehouse. Danny's got his hoodie up, which means you know that it's time for a fight scene. <laughs> And the Wu-Tang starts playing. How, guys, how gorgeous is this scene? Like, just the oh, way yeah. it's shot. Because you've got, like, mm. these ultraviolet colours in the warehouse and the red of, like, the metal in the warehouse anyway. And then when Danny punches down the door, it lets the green light in. Oh, it's so yeah. gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, that was really it's nice. It's beautiful. That's a lot of You've got, of like, his, his glowing fist. A lot. Yeah, it was. It's just good. Like this, this scene in particular just stood out to me. How well lit it was. It was just beautiful. Like I don't know who who did it. Uh, and then we get this fight scene, and it's amazing. Uh, so let me just say this too, with uh, since it's part of Jam Jams, I thought it was hilarious that out of the only time we ever see any music information in the show is when it's like the live performer, you know, singing in in Harlan's Paradise. That's the only time we mm-hmm. hear any, see anything in the subtitles for this for the episode, except <laughs> for this scene, which starts off with Seven Chamber by Wu-Tang Clan playing. Yeah. I was like, oh, so cool. <laughs> yeah. That is part of the subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> you got to call out Wu-Tang Clan. Oh, they, um, it cracks me up. They totally stole Wolverine and Colossus. Uh, classes they really do they do the, the speedball yeah. fastball special or whatever it's called I'm, speedball special yeah i'm so happy i was i'm fine with that lots of people <laughs> I, it, there's lots of other people who've done it in comics so it's not like it's uh only them just, just luke picking him up and lobbing danny at the enemy yeah oh, like so my heart exploded in my chest like it was amazing <laughs> Their patty cake was oh, amazing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the patty cake. Like, was oh, that it's so good. The comics they do. Um, not that I recall. No, Maybe I don't think. I, no, I don't, I don't think they've done any any of that. Um, I think they've done something close to a fastball special. Um, but in maybe one of the Avengers runs, not in the Power Man Iron Fist. They tend uh, yeah. to just have massive crowds against them and do their own thing. Yeah, they um, never really have that team. They don't have, like, team moves. Uh, yeah, as Rebecca said, they just, like, individually beat the crap out of people in the same room. Um, so it was cool that the show decided to give them some, you know, use them as, a, like, use their powers in synergy with each other instead of them both just sort of being there. I love Danny um, moving around Luke in this fight scene. There's a bit where 
he's standing up and then like he does this kind of like swooping spin as Luke's punching above him so he spins under Luke's arm to face this other guy it was, it was, it was just so really good choreographed and mm. once yeah. again I feel they've been meeting up in private and practicing Oh, totally. <laughs> like, I mean, uh, I'll tell you about the ending of my notes for this scene in a minute. They go to the greenhouse and they find the nightshade, blah, 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 whatever. So when they leave, they're burning down the warehouse, but it's okay because Danny got ran to buy it. And then I put Luke and Danny smile at each other. They are such bros. And then I drew four hearts in my notes. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I love them so much. Yeah. A couple of things I had for notes to this thing. So, like you said, like him fighting around Luke, not only him going under, but then later on when him jump, where he jumps over Luke as well. So yes. he just uses Luke as like, a okay, shield. here's, yeah, as a shield. And he just says, okay, well, this is almost like a pillar. Like Luke yeah. is a pillar and yeah. he's just working around him. But there's a couple of, this is where I was talking about, a couple of parts in this one where like he just raises his leg slightly to kick somebody and mm-hmm. the guy goes down and it's just yeah it was so good and then um yeah yeah they're just them being able to work together silently like that and just know what the other person is doing i'm like oh, they love each other so much it's so gross <laughs> i love it so much <laughs> i know <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous like they were just meant to be these two <laughs> And it's amazing, um, it's, like, with the casting that they didn't do all the chemistry because they just work so well together. Yeah. 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 I will say the first they time really I saw do. this episode, I did not buy the chemistry at all. <laughs> and I think that's because it was coming from Defenders where I just got the vibe that Luke just really didn't like Danny at all, <laughs> even at the end. Mm-hmm. But uh, second time watching this episode, I felt the chemistry a lot more. Just the first time it felt really awkward for me. Um because it, it might, might like... as well be because, like, the actors have hung out a lot more yeah. up to the filming yeah. of this, you know, because up to the filming of Defenders, um, you know, they were probably filming Luke Cage season one and Iron Fist season one at the same time. And then they did Defenders. They probably didn't know each other that well. And then obviously they would have hung out a lot filming Defenders and um, and doing the press tours and everything like that. So, you know, I they probably so. be- have become friends more in real life. Luke's character was just like a jerk in Defenders to Danny a lot, like at the end. He was just well. too. He was just very condescending. Defenders. Um, but in this, yeah. like, they're actually talking to each other and stuff. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah. I think that's also Luke's way with people in general. Like, he. Ta- cause yeah. Because, like, with DW, he obviously likes DW. He lets DW hang out at the barber shop, he lets DW sell things. I mean, because at any time, Luke could tell DW, like, look, I will hurt you if you keep up this hero, <laughs> yeah. you know, Harley's Har- <laughs> Hero app or whatever. But he doesn't. But he gives yeah. him a hard time about it. So I just, I kind of feel like that's just Luke's personality. Is like, yeah, even if maybe. he likes somebody, yeah, he just kind of gives him a hard time. Um, the other thing is, I noticed in the scene, too, at least for me, I feel like Danny has the most control over his Iron Fist that we've seen. Yeah. 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 Well, it's just like when, when, he's, when he's in the um, hairdressers and he just like lights his fist off yeah. as well. Um, you know, it's just, he just he does seem as he says when they're walking on the streets more still, more at peace. Yeah, he yeah. does focus. So, and like, interesting yeah. if they bring that up in his series. Yeah, and this whole time you've got you know I I have to keep remembering that he's basically taken over 
in some ways the daredevil role this mm-hmm. you know from yeah. this whole time so he's been doing a lot of stuff in the background that hopefully we'll see in his series but um it's really changed him like the whole thing has changed him it's a, a very cool like small small piece of an arc that we're being able to see in this season of Luke Cage it reminds I wonder me if of, like um, the Iron Fist one will be before or after Luke Cage or running concurrently to it so we find out how Danny got this stillness you know yeah <laughs> it's gonna be all the flashback Claire. all flashback <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Sorry, Connor, sorry. Oh, no, it was just, it, it reminded me of, because when he fought Daredevil and Defenders, he was the opposite of still. Mm-hmm, like, yeah. He was really angry and sort of flailing everywhere, and Daredevil was kind of running circles around him. And I remember that bugged me at the time, because I'm like, there's just no way that Daredevil should be able to beat Iron Fist, even in the show, um, because in Daredevil Season 1, he wasn't wearing armor, I mean, he was getting his butt kicked, whereas, you know. But anyway, uh, I digress. Uh, Danny wasn't still, he wasn't focused, and Daredevil was running in circles around him, and now Danny just seems like a better, um, he seems like a much better fighter when he's not so angry he's, all the time. He's a little puppy, uh, he's growing um, up. Had, he's a, no longer a puppy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, I, I had a better point. No, it does. No, I totally agree. Yeah. I really like that because it kind of, like we've been saying, you kind of do see how, like, Matt's supposed death has impacted the other characters, and I guess... With Iron Fist, with Danny, it's impacted as in he's become a more focused fighter and he's maybe learned from from Matt's, Matt beating him in that fight, you know, and well, learned to be more um, focused. With, like, with Matt telling him to look after his city, and we know that Danny uh, maybe didn't look after Kunlun as well as he should have done. Yeah, mm. um, <laughs> yeah okay, I'm trying to be polite <laughs> about our boy. Um, that, that then Matt saying, uh, can you look after my city has, has shown him like, has made him kind of, well, I failed one. Let's take this one seriously. And, uh, and we're seeing the sort of like, we're seeing the sort of effect of that. Yeah. I didn't even think of it. What Matt actually said when like Matt, you know, wanted to speak to him, what he actually said to him was look after my city. Don't fuck this one. up." (laughs) And if you do, I'll give you a Scooby snack. As, as a devil and the Iron Fist fan, I really loved all their sort of subtle uh, interactions with each other and playing off mm-hmm. of each other because uh, I like sort of, I don't know, mentor thing going on. And I really hope Iron Fist pops up in Daredevil Season 3. I hope so as well. Like in the comics yeah. when Iron Fist is dressed as Daredevil, uh, oh, they like so fought each other both in Daredevil costume. Um yeah. Yeah. It was really awesome. Yeah. I have no memory of Danny and Matt interacting with each other in the Defenders. <laughs> they mostly fought. <laughs> there was a lot of stuff with Stick. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But actually, I was going to say at the beginning, maybe that's another reason for the 10 episodes for Iron Fist, is because he's going to be in a bit of Daredevil as well. I hope so. Yeah, I was wondering I like if they so. were shooting Luke Cage and I at the same time, and that's how they got them got mm-hmm. the crossover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I I'll, I'll go on, Tommy. I was just gonna say, I just I think that this little arc that we see, I because I think one of my bigger complaints about Iron Fist as a series was just that he's so young and 
compared to everyone else, even though he's basically their same age. And it became like this arrested development situation for mm-hmm. him being in Kunlun, which doesn't necessarily work because it's like, well, he still grew up. It wasn't like <laughs> he just stopped growing because he went to Kunlun. If anything, he should have been more mature and he wasn't. And so now seeing mm. him like this, I'm like, oh, okay, he's aged up now. <laughs> like, they yeah. aged him up appropriately, so now he can be an adult with everybody else. And I- Growing up yeah. in Kunlun, though, he wouldn't, like, if he went if he went that far, like, super east yeah. for 15 years, he wouldn't know how to interact with Western society after he got back. Like, you see that yeah. now, real but I world. Feel like, um, I feel like Davos, like, seemed to be okay. <laughs> Like he, he seems- Davos has got a Man- Manche- Manchester accent, though. Did he, did he really interact with anyone? He just. I, I, just think, really I think. I think. I think season two might might reveal. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think we do, we don't Danny entirely. Had also the whole time. No, we don't entirely know how Davos is with with uh, things like dealing with emotions. But he did seem much okay. more. But well, we um, saw him have that outburst. Yeah. In Claire's apartment, and they're like, that's how they, for some reason, that's how they do it in Kunlun. They just have these huge outbursts, and then they just bury it deep down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make any anyway, sense. Anyway. That's what those monks are into. What can we say? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we are not talking about the Iron Fist Sorry. season until next month. Aww. That's all right. I'm just aware we have yeah. a whole other episode Let's to talk about it. that has no Danny in it. I know it's sad, but we have to do it. Okay. Anyway, going back to Danny, <laughs> the last scene <laughs> of this episode, they are in uh, <laughs> Genghis Connie's, we, and they're eating food, and we learn that Danny still loves pork, because Love he loves it. pork in Defenders, that's his favourite, he loves it, absolute favourite, and this is when we find out that it was actually Claire that asked him to check in on uh, Luke, why couldn't it have been me, like, oh, I just want him and Misty to interact so much. Um, and he says that Luke fought with Flo that night in the warehouse, and he says he's a hero, he runs towards sirens, what else does he say? Oh, he says Danny, Jessica, Misty, and Claire have Luke's back. And I was like, yes, they do. I love it. And then we get the question if the dragon was metaphorical um, or not. So confirmation that, yes, he did fight a dragon. And at the end, Danny says he'll take... Luke on a date to Kunlun. Yeah. On a boat um, date. Okay. I can go and meet my family. <laughs> the thing that's so cute. Carl pointed this out to me. Um, why is Luke questioning the reality of dragons when he fought in like a giant dragon skeleton under New yeah. York? Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Like, I didn't pick up on that, but yeah. <laughs> well, because maybe he can believe that they might be like dinosaurs and wiped out. But he's finding it hard to believe that someone not that far off his age has seen a, li- a living one. But yeah, it's, 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 it's a fair point, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he, he thought it was a dinosaur skeleton. Bad. That's always been a pet peeve of mine in, like, sci-fi or, or when people who see, like, unusual stuff all the time, like, don't want to believe something unusual is happening. Yeah. So well, I'll go one yeah. further. Yeah, this ep- yeah, exactly. <laughs> this episode, like this show, takes place in the same universe as the Avengers movie. There were giant flying space whales wearing armor in that film, yeah. destroying Hell's Kitchen. And they did talk about the New York <laughs> incident, so they've definitely seen the Charles exactly. Atari. Uh, that was basically a, a dragon. But at least Danny kind of mm. calls him out and says, "What you can believe that you can be, you know, immune to bullets, but you don't believe in dragons." So. Yeah, like yeah, a exactly. fist, but not dragons. Yeah, 
green well, guy. Well, we have to say... Running around. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, the Hulk. That big green guy. Like, I'm sorry, guys. This is sadly where we have to say goodbye to Danny. Go on. Pat him on the head. Aww. Bye, Danny. Bye. Bye, Danny. See you in September. Bye-bye. Mm. Oh. So they're at Genghis <laughs> Khan's. This is where Luke, or the lady, is the one who he used to rent his apartment from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's okay. Connie. He yeah. was in the wreckage when the um, yeah, the place exploded. Yeah, this is Genghis Khan's too. Oh, okay. <laughs> Remember? Yeah. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. I, the only part that I didn't like, and not from the scene itself, but uh, just about Luke in general, was when he finds out that uh, Claire called Danny to check on him, and then he's like, why didn't she call me? And I was like... Because hmm. you put a hole through her wall. Because exactly. yeah. no, she's scared of you. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't I mean, want Luke good to reason. lose his temper with you. Yeah, it's, I mean, I know it's like a one-line, one-off thing, but I just was like, oh, Luke, stop being so thick. Like, I, that whole, it still bothers me that he, he did that. <laughs> just. Uh, it does look like he has a pretty yeah. thick skull. Yeah. It's very shiny too. <laughs> Nothing can <laughs> so, yeah, probably. Exactly. I don't that would rub his head for life. Do you know what? I have a I have a daredevil um uh uh what are they called? Rebecca Tum 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 Tum? Sum Sum. Yeah yeah. Sum Sum that you bought me and I rub that for luck. <laughs> Well, um, the, the new kitten is very taken with sum sums, so occasionally oh, the, ven- the venom one is occasionally kicked around the room or the ghost rider. <laughs> one. Haven't let him ha- haven't let him have a go on any of these sort of Avengers ones yet, but we started with venom because it's kind of the same colour as the cat, and uh, yeah, so they they get thrown around the room a lot at the moment. Mm, he will destroy them. Right, well, let's move to the next episode, guys. Say goodbye to Danny. Bye, Danny. See you. See you soon. <laughs> uh, in the aftermath. Good. Yeah, well done. <laughs> really master job there. <laughs> in the aftermath of the massacre at Gwen's, Luke and Misty are looking over it. And Luke is shaking because he, he shouldn't have rescued Mariah. He should have ended it at Harlem Paradise with Danny. And we see Thomas again. Um, they look at Crispy and Nancy, and they realise that it was a revolver that killed a Nancy, and they find a, find a blood trail leading out of there, which means that there was a survivor. I. Uh, so... Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, go on. Yeah, go oh, on. I was just saying. I think this scene had some of Coulter's best acting. Yeah, he, um, I thought he was really good in this scene. It stood out to me a lot. Like he was, you know emoting a lot this person sort of just standing there so yeah he's emoting more than shades did in that episode with his one one little tear down his cheek (laughs) (laughs) although shades emotes quite a lot in this episode i love him love shades he's probably my favorite besides bushmark yeah he's great all right yeah (laughs) so in the next scene we see luke is when he's going around like shaking all the crime families up to find out where Bushmaster is and we get that amazing scene where he's like isn't he like shaking someone up in the bakery and then he heads out of the bakery like through the actual bakery and out into the street <laughs> so good mm-hmm. love that and he's just kind of like hey to the woman in there well it's I so like good. that that woman from the Italian bakery asks if he wants espresso versus coffee <laughs> it's 
<laughs> oh, I didn't even notice that. That's so good. <laughs> so cute. Do you think if he went in like a, a Japanese restaurant, <laughs> there'd be like some waitress sultrily asking him if he wants some sake? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Luke is going to go and look for uh, Ingrid and um uh, oh that's all right uh so luke's gonna go and uh, look for ingrid and he asks in hospital to no luck but a sneaky nurse gives him info about the clinicus yeah uh, my my so note was that nurse just wanted to talk to luke <laughs> pretty much oh yeah <laughs> she's like uh, uh she's just like hey sexy there. Are you yeah. okay? Yeah, the way she signaled him over, I was like, um... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have taken note of how she goes about it for the next time I'm around where Sasha the one is. <laughs> <laughs> like you wouldn't do the same, Will. Come on. I would. You'd be like, hey, hey, you. <laughs> we all would. Hey, come here. I'd be a little less subtle about it, though. <laughs> I don't know if you could be less subtle than <laughs> this woman. Uh, so he arrives at Kalinkus, and when he gets there, there's already a fight going on. Uh, so Luke beats them all by fighting with a bedpan, which was kind of amazing. And, uh, and then he, uh, Luke helps Ingrid outside to try and lose the goons in the parade. And we get this all this footage of the parade, which was really amazing. Yeah, it was I loved gorgeous. It. Yeah. I wanted that, to be at that parade partying. So all the parade costumes were in that one warehouse that they fought in earlier. Yeah. <laughs> well, what they didn't realise was that Bushmaster and his goons were making those costumes so they could go to the parade. <laughs> so those women you see in the bikinis, like, shaking their stuff, that was actually, like, Bushmaster in that bikini. <laughs> I'm sorry, just imagining that actor that plays Bushmaster in a little bikini. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to. Yeah, I'm like, that's not bad. It's just... <laughs> Uh, so while the parade's going on, Luke is a bit of a donut and he gets distracted. So Shades, <laughs> sneaky Shades, <laughs> sneaks up and manages to snatch Ingrid away while Luke's looking at the parade going, Adore. Did that transition confuse anyone else? Yes. How it just sort of went? Yes. I'm like, a wait, bit, yeah, is this yeah. a different person? Is this like an Ingrid doppelganger or something? He, like, I was really confused. Like, I actually thought it might be someone who just looked a lot like Ingrid. I just got really confused. Because Luke was just not there. It did confuse me. Yeah. I had to sort of look at what was going on. Rewind it. Yeah. So Luke's distracted. Like, I wasn't as confused at the beginning. I was confused when he, like, disappeared at the end. I was like, where's Shades? Is he still in that room with Luke? (laughs) He melted into the shadow. (laughs) Yeah, really? That's what he does on a regular basis. (laughs) (laughs) He's like a vampire. Uh, so Luke breaks down the door to comfort um, Ingrid after Shades doesn't kill her. Probably not the best way to comfort her, Luke, by smashing a door down next to her. Yeah. And all Ingrid wants to do is see Anansi's body. Um, and this is where we get another mention of, you know, you and Bushmaster, you're kind of alike. Yes, that's yeah. yes, okay. Mm. Mm. Uh, we get it in a minute as well, where Ingrid's like, hey, Bushmaster was always indestructible, just like you. Mm-hmm. You're like the same. Two and sides of the again. same coin. Oh, so many times. Yeah, they <laughs> be brethren. 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 Mm-hmm. So, um, when we cut to Gwen's later with Bushmaster in there, um, 
Oh, sorry. Uh, in the morgue with um, Bushmaster in there, uh, and Ingrid and Luke enter. This is when we get a little bit of a face-off between Bushmaster and Luke. Although Bushmaster thanks Luke for keeping uh, Ingrid safe. Um, I like yeah, that Luke says he never had much luck with brothers. Yeah. That was good. Mm-hmm. And then the last scene is where Luke is walking the streets, followed by Sugar, who wants to work for Luke now, because Harlem doesn't need a sheriff anymore, it needs a king. Yeah. And that was the end of Luke. Well, it wasn't the end of Luke, but the end of his appearances in these episodes. Which I, I kind of like. Obviously, this was not uh, on purpose. It just so happened that these <coughs> were two episodes we're viewing this week, where it starts off the last episode with them saying Luke needs to run Harlem and then we end our two sets of episodes with Sugar telling him he needs to run Harlem. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was serendipitous. Yeah. It's like that's a little happy coincidence. <laughs> so next should we talk about uh, Misty and particularly Misty uh, uh, smashing Nandy's face in because oh, that was a highlight. So good. Enjoyed. <laughs> yeah. Gave me exactly. <laughs> well, they just randomly nice. fight, and the cops are like, oh, "Don't do anything." <laughs> the film or the series? Uh, the film at the end of the film, I, like I've not seen the series. <laughs> he fights the antagonist at the end, and the the his partner tells the other cops, "Don't worry, he's got this." And I'm like, I'm pretty sure cops are just going and arrest him anyway. Like, there's no need to yeah. have them fight each other for like character growth. Yeah, exactly. So, it was got to let her stress out. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, what if she pulls uh, a gun and shoots her? That would be bad. Yeah, that would be bad. <laughs> exactly. The cops just what if she punches nothing. her... What if Misty punches Nandy with her robot arm and Nandy's head explodes? Like a hole yeah. through her chest, like Mortal Kombat. Cause I, I yeah, exactly. Actually, when she punched her with her, her little fist, I was like, oh, yeah. no. Not good. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she's learned to control it. I guess she has learned to control it by now. Just a few episodes. With her chi. I guess. <laughs> yeah, she's... Now, here's a question. Do you have chi in your robot arm? Do you have robot chi? I have it in my ear, though. Is it like a midichlorians? It's in everything. Uh, no! Uh, Will! Uh, no! Uh, Be quiet! Did I say a bad word? <laughs> kill it! Kill it with fire! <laughs> So one of these things I love with Misty in the, uh, episode 10 is when her and Bailey are looking at the surveillance video um, of Nandy leaving Holland's Paradise because Bailey's trying to hide it from everyone else in the precinct and he's watching it on the largest screen I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, hey, Bailey, why don't you just reduce the window to the corner of your screen? So was he actually hiding that or was he just actually looking at his coffee at the time? No, I think he was trying to hide it because he kept looking around like shifty, like at everyone okay. else. Yeah, well, I was making confused. The... <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh no, no, I was done. I was just saying, even the captain wanted to hide it when she got in there. Yeah. Close it down. They were doing the worst job at being discreet <laughs> ever. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, I see what you mean. I thought you meant yeah, trying to hide it from really Misty. Weird. Um, no, like Misty's uh, trying to hide. Like they're all trying to be discreet, and they've got it on the biggest screen. Ever. Like, that screen is bigger than the television in my bedroom. It's kind of crazy. So, in the greatest scene ever in, in the history of television, uh, Bailey and Misty and team arrest Nundy, who's about to board a plane. And Nundy punches Misty and attempts to run, but Misty ain't having none of that. Yeah. So, Tammy, how many times did you cheer during this scene? I think Tammy stepped away. 
She stepped away for the best scene. Okay, well, Will, how many times did you cheer during the scene? I squeed and I cheered um, multiple times, especially, you know, with one of my quotes, which I'm sure a lot of people have it as their quote, but I definitely squeed in. Huh. Glad so she good. finally got to, you know, go after Nandy. Yeah. All the time, Tammy's been saying how much she hates Nandy, and I've been thinking, oh, just wait. Yeah, yeah. Just wait. It's so good. So good. So good. As I said, all I can uh, think of is like, what if Nandy pulls a gun and shoots her in the cops? Just still, yeah. That's just distracted me. Yeah, exactly. Like, that was really good. Nandy should have had a gun. Though. So, oh yeah, I mean, all the fight choreography in this is great. Yeah. Um, when they're in the interrogation room, Nandy and Misty, we get this tale about the iPod stealing, and I was like, yeah, Nandy, you were always a bitch, like, <laughs> <laughs> even in school. <laughs> I was thinking, I know people like this at school, you yeah, know, not yeah. necessarily the scene the iPod, but like people would throw other people under the bus, and I was like, yeah, and I bet yeah. they've grown up to be a real nandy. So, did you think you thought this at least gave Nandy some personality, though, Tammy? Right? Yeah, yeah, at, at least something. She's at least playing angry and not just like boring i don't know like i and i don't i don't know if it's the writing or the actress to be honest like i i couldn't tell i don't know this actress from anything else so i've not seen her perform before but i know that she played faith hill well no i know that she faith up is not faith hill faith uh, you're faith hill sure um yeah i just this at least gave her something to do, but I don't know. It was a little too, too little too late for me. Well, Rebecca, are you whispering to your kitten? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I thought I was being. I thought you were something, so I'm glad. <laughs> I was like Rebecca's whispering. I think she might be whispering to a kitten, or she's whispering to us. I'm I don't trying know. to move him so he doesn't fall onto the keyboard. Oh, Ozzy, doing the podcast. <laughs> I was to say, I thought Rebecca was whispering to Connor for some reason, but then I was like, wait, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> You're whispering about Iron Fist, like, I know I know he's not in the episode anymore, but let's keep talking about him. Let's like, still okay. talk about him. Yeah, yeah. I need to <laughs> <I need sleep. laughs> uh, Nandi was horrible for throwing Candice back at Misty. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote in my notes, what a bitch. Um, so... Ridley is very impressed. It's the last time we've seen Nandy. Well, until next week. Um, uh. <laughs> sorry, guys. She also gets super nightshade powers. Uh, so Ridley is very impressed with the way Misty dealt with this situation. And uh, she says that she is also impressed with Misty's sacrifice in Midland Circle and that Misty should be the new Harlem commander. And I'm like, no. Because no. every time Misty gets a promotion, she's further away from being a door of the dragon. I didn't think she handled it well at all as a well, like, I, yeah, professional I mean, police officer. Like, she got a promotion yeah. for just telling everyone to stay back while she beat up the suspect. <laughs> like, yeah, and the way she handled Midland Circle, what, could she fought a ninja? Okay. Yeah, well, <laughs> look, We've all done that, haven't we? Tiger claws. Misty has a robot arm, so therefore she should be able to fight uh, Thanos. Yeah. Oh, I just want Misty and uh, Winter Soldier hanging out with their robot arms. And Rocket yeah. Raccoon trying to steal their robot arms. 
It'd be great. So then we cut to Misty, who is looking um, at the photos of the Gwen massacre uh, site and using her powers um, to try and work out what happened while very twangy Western music is playing. Yeah, and that spaghetti western and your music. Yeah, it's really great. I loved it. And they find out that Ingrid is missing from the bodies. So, um, and they identify the bodies of Anansi and Billy. Poor Billy. But uh, yeah, Ingrid is not there. I, I know not everyone has shown up, and it's mainly it's because there are already cops there, right? With Luke and Misty. But they want Luke out of mm-hmm. there before, like, I guess the regular team shows up. How did nobody else notice <laughs> this pool of blood back there before they yeah. find these little dots of blood and then walk back and figure out, oh, someone must have been here. Because look at this huge pool of blood where nobody is <laughs> anymore. I mean, I, these yeah, it wasn't exactly work. subtle. Go to their job. It's true. That's true. I get it. <laughs> I just like, yeah. <laughs> Only Misty can be good at their job. You know, times in Supernatural where they'll miss really obvious things so that, <laughs> you know, the other guys can pick up on what they miss. I guess exactly. they're all stupid hit cops, though, so it kind of makes yeah. sense. <laughs> so I've got a lot of... Bailey tells Misty about the gun that killed Candice and Anansi, and they work out it's the same gun and blah, blah, blah. blah. So lots of little scenes. Um, I so love good. when Misty finds the evidence, though, when she finds the evidence, and it was the gun that killed Pete, Uncle Pete, and she's like, gotcha! It was so great. Rest so great. Uncle Pete. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the last time we see her is when Misty walks to her car, and she's met by Shady Shades, and he says Mariah has to go, and he'll help her, yeah. and allows himself to be cuffed by Misty. It's awesome. So not that much Misty stuff in these episodes, and it is a crime, as I said, that she did not interact with Danny. Just saying. She got a lot of screen time, but a lot of it was, as you said, just like, oh, this is, like, just talking about things happening. Mm -hmm. Like, this is the gun and stuff like that. So I tuned out. Yeah, there's nothing really juicy. Um, yeah. The only other thing I like during this is that the name of that crime scene is the Rum Punch Massacre. Yeah. And who is it who doesn't like? Oh, Misty doesn't like it being referred to that. Like she's Which is fair. That. I resent yeah. the. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. But you know, that, yeah, it's a it really cutesy is. name. It really is yeah. a massacre, though, for sure. Cause oh, it's horrific. It's, sure. <laughs> it's terrible. Oh, we'll get to it. And then when we really who do you guys want to? Oh God! Twice, twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys want to cover Bushmaster or Mariah and Shades next? I mean, Bushmaster. In Bushmaster, cool. there's. Well, Bushmaster is only in the uh, episode eleven, so let's let's talk about him. So, because um, he's not in episode ten at all, is he? No, no, he's not. So we first see him where Tilda and Sheldon are tending to him in uh, the apartment, and we get the first flashback to Kingston in the mid nineteen eighties, and we see little Cornell and little Mariah, and little Bushmaster, who's getting some towels. And he is a meeting with Gwen, Mama Mabel, Uncle Pete, uh, two of the lawyers, including Ben Donovan, and they're arguing about the deaths of Buggy and Quincy. And Gwen just wants to share Quincy's estate. Yeah, Yeah, it's little Ben Donovan, because at one point he refers to him as uh, Mr. Donovan. I didn't pick up until I rewatched it. Yeah, yeah, her lawyer is uh, is, uh, Ben Donovan. Cool. So I thought that was, you know, that made sense because they put him through. Mama Mabel put him through law school, so it made sense. 
um, Gwen just wants the share of Quincy's estate, but Mama, Mabel and Pete say they owe them nothing. And we see the little contract they signed on a napkin with a 50% split, which kind of reminded me of like the little sort of contract that Foggy and Matt signed when they made the little yeah. Nelson and Murdoch sign on the, on the napkin. <gasps> oh, I miss those days. Um, and Mama Mabel and Pete are just laughing at this proposed deal. And then Mariah interrupts Bushmaster and kind of takes him away. Little Bushmaster. And either they found a kid who has the exact same eyes as Big Bushmaster, or he's wearing really good contacts, this yeah. kid. He looks so much like him. All of Bushmaster's family, they're all, like, uh, they all work at the hotels. So they're all, like, serving the Stokes, aren't they? Which is a... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Yeah, which sucks. Um, yeah, while Mariah's yeah. sunbathing and Cornell's in the pool. Yeah. And, yeah. Also, we yeah. get Kingston, Jamaica, so that obviously means we can get Kunlun. Just Yeah, obviously. It's not in New York. I, so. <laughs> I know we got, quote-unquote, yeah. China in uh, Iron Fist, but yeah. Mm, China, yes. The famous mm. uh, back alley of Hong Kong. <laughs> yes, the famous New York Warehouse. alleyway of China. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll get um, other Kingston, Kingston, England, which is where I live. Yay! <laughs> yeah. I would it does that. not look like this, although it's probably about the same temperature at the moment. Yeah. So when we go back to Bushmaster, he's shaking and shuddering, and Tilda's asking for his medical history. And we get a flashback to how he's always been strong. And when he was a kid, all the kids were injected with free vaccinations. I'm guessing it was like of Ebola or something because they all died except for Bushmaster. So I was like, what were you injecting these kids with? Nothing good. Uh, I got, yeah, uh, I got a feeling it was like a test or something, right? Maybe it was that injection thing from uh, the X-Files that, like, you have to chop your arm off to <laughs> not get or something. I can't even remember. I can't remember the mechanics of it, Tammy. Yeah, but it felt um, too suspicious to be like a routine thing, right? Or is that just... Like they just got a bad yeah. batch of the vaccine. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I have no clue. I don't. I always assumed it was just some sort of conspiracy, but I really like X Files, so. Yeah, <laughs> but but it, I mean, to be honest, it probably makes more sense that it was like something like done on purpose because the fact that it's. I don't want to say you got like powers from it or anything like that because Nightshade is what gives them powers but yeah. there is something it's almost it like Nightshade something yeah yeah mm. like almost like when mm. Nightshade is mixed with his blood or something like that like that's kind of where he's getting his powers from it's the two things together not just the maybe fact it was IGH yeah maybe it might be IG- oh that would have been an awesome easter egg if they had like an IGH thing somewhere yeah like a little logo that would have been really good and maybe yeah. they do who knows there's a few more episodes to go <laughs> Ooh. Otherwise, anyone could take nightshade, right? Yeah. yeah. Bushmaster didn't have something. There has to be this happen. certain nightshade. It has to be the certain nightshade that grows on a certain island, under a certain tree, under yeah. a, in certain soil, or whatever. In a certain. Uh, in a certain time, yeah. Yes. By a and certain place. gardener. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so then we get the flashback, and this is really sad with the where the Molotov cocktail is thrown into. Gwen and John's house and Gwen makes um, John run and get out and then the house collapses with Gwen still inside oh, and like, Mama oh, Mabel yeah, just appears and throws it inside yeah yeah. yeah. Mabel is Mama Mabel just appears old. and throws the paperwork oh she's such yeah. a bitch oh, like she, 
She's horrible. I mean, she was bad in season one, but she's even worse here. Yeah. Um, I, I love her, yeah, though. Definitely. Like, I love her, like, character and the way she's acted. Like, she's just so evil. It's great. Yeah. Uh, so Sheldon tells Tilda the only way to, to get John to heal is to give him more nightshade. Um, and we find out how he originally started taking nightshade, I guess, which was two years after Gwen. Uh, Gwen was killed. And we see little little John, as I put here, selling fruit. And then he gets shot by this guy in retaliation for Buggy, like twice in the stomach. And I was just like, God, this poor kid, like, he's nothing to do with this fight, you know? Like, the if they had like... just not come after him, he would have just lived his life, you know? And it's so I mean, because, yeah. really, it's not even like, like, why is this retaliation for Buggy? Because his dad dies, and Buggy dies within a couple of days of his dad. So it's yeah. not like they went and killed Buggy way later. You know, it's like, okay, those two guys died. Then they came back and killed... Gwen more so that way Mama Mabel could get the whole business mm-hmm. versus having to split it and then they come back two years later to kill John like their little kid maybe like, they were just were they afraid I don't know worried John? about him being an heir I yeah guess, but I don't she know burned all the paperwork probably that little napkin too, I mean she's all, she's also a thug like she's really malicious yeah. so it doesn't surprise me she yeah. goes after him what does surprise me is that they wait two years to do it yeah um but yeah i just i just feel like maybe here where he's shot and he starts taking the nightshade maybe this is when he starts becoming obsessed with revenge you know because it starts affecting his his psyche and like if if he had been left alone they you know they they created their they created this monster you know and i just feel bad for this kid that he's just living his life and you know, they still come after him, and he's not a threat at this point at all. Like, I just feel, I feel bad for him. I mean, so I'm and Nancy and Ingrid, <laughs> I like rain destruction on these people. Oh, seriously. Yeah. So they take him to this jungle bushwoman who does a ritual around him, and then we see him recovering in the past and the present. And in the present, these little bits of tin foil fall out of his skin, which I don't know was kind of a funny effect. <laughs> It's just like bloop, bloop, bloop. I thought the green screen was pretty bad in the fire Molotov scene. Oh, I don't know if oh the, the well, we'll talk about bad uh, fire effects when we get to the Gwen's massacre. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm we, I remember me fire. and Rebecca talking about it. None of the fire scenes uh, in these last two episodes. This one or the last one was very good. Like, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I think they spent their budget on that that awesome suit that uh, Bushmaster wore last week, <laughs> and they had no money left for CGI fire. Um, <clears throat> so uh, Sheldon is all excited that Bushmaster's better, and he makes a call to Gwen's. And meanwhile, Bushmaster asks about what the cost to his body is, and Tilda says that he's living on credit. And then Sheldon tells Bushmaster about the massacre. Well, he doesn't really tell him, he's just like, I can't tell you. But obviously he realises something bad has happened. Yeah. It's really sad. And so they go to the crime scene. And Bushmaster lets Tilda go and he thanks her. Tilda cries and apologises for the massacre. Because obviously it was her family. And I feel really bad for Tilda. I feel bad for everyone in the scene. Yeah. Like, it's awful. I like in this and episode how different we see Bushmaster. Like, because he's yeah. been 
you know, up until the episode where they kind of start telling his backstory, he was very one note, very just like an evil mm-hmm. guy just to be vengeful and evil. Um, so I feel like, you know, his character developed when we started hearing his backstory. But this episode in particular, it's like we got another side to him because he doesn't have to let Tilda go. He could be really vengeful and angry and kill her right there because his whole family or what mm-hmm. he thinks his whole family died. Everybody's dead, including all these people and in Gwen's. And then later on, even when he's talking to Luke, like, I think he really is not happy having to fight Luke because he likes Luke. And he knows yeah. that Luke has helped his aunt, and he's grateful for that, too. It's just, so I, I like seeing this because, to me, this is like, oh, he's not, he is the bad guy, but he's not really the bad guy. I mean, definitely, to me, Mariah is the bad person. Yeah, it adds, so much, yeah. it adds so much to his character, this episode. Yeah. And he doesn't know that Mariah has basically sort of disowned Tilda. Yeah, mm-hmm. So exactly. you're right, Tammy, yeah. he could easily just lop off Tilda's head and send it to Mariah. Yeah, as a, he loves you know, cutting off heads, man. He loves it. He does. <laughs> I bet when he goes out for a nice fish dinner, his favorite bit is lopping the head off the fish. <laughs> yeah, I bet it's his favorite bit. Um, so the last time we see him was when he's standing over a Nancy's body and apologizing to him, which was really sad. I'm sad a Nancy's gone. I loved a Nancy. Yeah. And uh, this is when they have the conversation. Luke says he can't let Mariah and Bushmaster kill each other, but Bushmaster says he's going to be sad to kill Luke. So what what do you guys think, before we get to Mariah, what do you guys think is going to happen with Bushmaster in these sort of coming episodes? We've only got two episodes left. He's going to get his ass kicked. <laughs> I, just, yeah. I, don't, I don't think he's going to take Luke down. I don't think that's going to happen. Because he's weaker now. Yeah. On the nightshade, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, and it's Luke's show. I don't. I just don't see. <laughs> yeah, I think he'll go down. I don't think he'll die, but or if he does, I guess it'll be because of the nightshade. Yeah, you won't have Luke killing him. Or yeah, or shades or anybody like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I don't want him to be killed. Like I, I rather the nightshade be what kills him. Which it sounds like it's already killing his internal organs. So his body's mm. going, but. He's definitely dying. So, let's talk a bit about shades and Mariah. We're running a bit long, so I just want to check you guys are all okay still to record. Yep. Uh, sure. Okay. I'm I'll try and make it quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, come back quick. We'll give you some nightshade. Here you go. Take it. Ooh. Yay. <laughs> Yum. Mm, now I feel all, all well and psychotic. <laughs> give me some more. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, first time you see Mariah is when she enters Harland's Paradise with Donovan and Shades. And Donovan contacted Mariah because everything of hers has been restored due to Piranha signing the contract under duress. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. 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 And, uh, and then I put, Mariah is not re- ready to settle with Donovan, so she smushes his nut bags. Okay. <laughs> 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 well phrased. He just it, so. yeah. 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 Sneaky little Donovan. Yeah. <laughs> how, how hard was it to restore? It's been three days, right? And everything's been restored already. Mm-hmm. Okay. Apparently. How does Donovan yeah, done super quick? How does Donovan, being a big shot lawyer, not know that Piranha signed the contract on duress when he was obviously tortured and his head was found in a fish tank? Exactly. <laughs> like, I mean. 
he's very he, he's very quick to be like I'm not yeah he's very quick to be like oh I'm not working for you now there's no money like surely to be in good favour with Mariah and everything you would be like well I'm just gonna check to see if it can be expedited before I jump ship yeah and go with Bushmaster yeah it seems a bit weird he said there was proof so I guess the head was the proof that he did it the rest <laughs> what other kind of proof and the yeah. torture no he, he can no, actually, Piranha signed it, and it was he was perfect calm, and then he committed suicide. What he did was he chopped his own head off and put it in a tank full of piranhas. He wrote you know. a note under his signature, like, I'm doing this under duress. <laughs> I'm actually a piranha now, so. <laughs> so then we see uh, Mariah and Shades uh, back in Harlem's Paradise, and uh, Mariah is thinking about Cottonmouth and Mum Mabel, uh, standing in the roost and ruling Harlem from there. And Shades gives Mariah her gun back because he says he can trust her again now. I don't know why we get the scene of him giving the gun back when he's obviously just going to steal it later and give it to Misty, I guess. Because presumably that's what he must do if he's going to help her. Mm-hmm. You don't question so, Shades, you just go along the floor. Uh, Shades has shady intentions. Yes. <laughs> anyway. So, um, then they... Br- does he have to give the gun to Misty to take Mariah down? Because honestly, he could just give his testimony. <laughs> I think they either... Ha- well, they said they either need the gun or they need Ingrid to bring Mariah down. Because Ingrid was the only one that could talk to it. But Shades was mm-hmm. there, too. Mm-hmm. So he could say what happened. Yeah, That's- true. Yeah, so I don't know if they need the gun. It was just that they didn't have anything else to go by because they didn't have someone to testify against her. Yeah, that's true. Well, who knows? I don't know. We shall have to see. Uh, so they bring in a tied-up Anansi. Poor Anansi. We say poor Anansi a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely poor Anansi after this episode. Yeah. Um, so Shades uh, unties him after a while. Um, Mariah toasts him with uh, Bushmaster Rum. And then uh, they talk about how Buggy was a slave. Quincy wanted to fight the Italians and Irish and thought Buggy would have his back. And Anansi says that Mariah's darkness matches Bushmaster's. So everyone's matching. Luke, Bushmaster and Mariah. See, they're all the same. They're all sides of a three-sided coin. <laughs> well, that's awkward. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Shades tells Mariah about the warehouse fire later. Um, and then heads is heading with Anansi and the goons to Gwen's. They're literally just walking through the street with this guy who's tied up. <laughs> just walking through Harlem. I mean, I guess who's going to question Mariah, but I was like, wow, they're not even hiding that they've kidnapped this guy. Well, actually, it isn't even Harlem, it's Brooklyn, because they're heading to Gwen's. Like, they're really not being subtle at all. Um, Shades believes they're going there to deliver an ultimatum. Sugar says it feels off, so he walks away. I drew a little heart. Like, yeah, go, Sugar. Good time all So they arrive at Gwen's. Yeah, exactly. Seriously. Yeah. So they enter Gwen's, and we know this is going to turn out bad, um, particularly when Mariah says that her name is Stokes. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you guys want to say about this scene? Because this is... It's horrific. Oh, it's hard to watch. Yeah. It's so bad. I mean, that's really all I have to say. It's so terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mariah's the worst. Yeah. From the get-go, I been like rooting for Bushmaster to kill Mariah and now it's just like Mariah has somehow gotten worse. <laughs> I didn't think it was possible, but yeah, she is just 
an evil, evil person here. Um, oh, I I love Moira like so, so much, and yeah. like, yeah, yeah, like, she's so evil. Shades evil. Like, whoa. <laughs> and Shades is a scum. I think you're evil, and my name is Shades. Like, yeah. 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 I wear sunglasses during the day, and this is too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that um, yeah, that CGI fire is also the worst. Not, not good. <laughs> It's I guess I didn't bad. notice too much because I was too focused on like the scene. I didn't really notice the bad fire effects because I'm like, oh, there goes an Anthony. He was awesome. Yeah. 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 Lucky you. I and then we, it was not good. Yeah, it's <laughs> not good. Not good fire effects. But fire is hard to do. Yeah. And Ingrid's what? Ingrid looks like she's dead. She, no, she's clearly breathing. I wasn't sure if. She was actually oh, she? Alive, or if they just didn't hide that the actress was actually breathing. I wasn't sure what was going on there. So you're she's like, Will's like, I know yeah, who the Sabaria right. is. Uh, I, I thought Shades was incredible in this scene, though. Really? Like, yeah. Like yeah. him toward the end of that scene where he's just like so shaken and he's got like, he almost has that single tear again. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's waiting. That single tear is quivering on his eyelashes. Yeah. yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah, he's Theo Rossi is great in these episodes. I think. Yeah, like so yeah. much. Like I just didn't feel much for him in the first season. Like you know, because he was a bad guy. He was kind of just like a side character. I liked him, but just because he yeah. was shady, he was shady shades. He was creepy. <laughs> but um, they gave him so much to do these past couple episodes, and so much to play with. He's yeah. incredible. It's really, really good. He's like a an iceberg, his character. Like, there's not much going on on the surface. Yeah. But there's yeah. a lot going on, like the thought process and stuff. Yeah, it's great. No, um, I spoke wearing shades. Anyway. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> he wears those shades oh, so well. Sorry. I'll mute myself. Oh. I've got to take this. The exorcist is here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and we get an insight into Mariah's new mindset, I guess, in the next scene where we're back at Han's Paradise and she's taken um, the photo that uh, Bushmaster put put up. And instead of putting up the painting that she put up for her in shade, she's put Biggie back up. Yeah. And the crown is hovering over Mariah's head. Just oh, one, crown. one crown. Yeah. Kind of fitting that Biggie's put up just as... Um, they're singing about Biggie in Harlem's Paradise. Yeah, I'm so happy when Biggie came back up. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just love that picture. It just makes me laugh. I mean, and I'll, I'll be really excited for the next episode when he's resurrected from the dead to, to be in the app. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's kind of surprising. Yeah. yeah. He actually It's, it's a beautiful moment. <laughs> After yeah, Spider-Man and then he sits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, after Spider-Man's death. And then he sits under the the photo of himself <laughs> in that exact pose wearing the crown is really meta. The end? Question mark? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so, in the next episode, we first see Mariah um, when she's being shown the new panic room by Alex that's open with her handprint. Uh, and it's a bunker made of plastic and shades is like, this ain't going to protect you from Bushmaster. And I was like, yeah, you should listen to Shades. I think he's right. Yeah. Like, Bushmaster will claw that plastic up to get to you after you killed his entire family. Yeah. Um, 
you know. Uh, Mariah finds out that there's a survivor on the news and tells Shades to find her and kill her. And this is when Shades says, what the hell are you thinking? And asks about it. And Mariah says, I need you to be Shades, not her nun. And Shades leaves. Thing that after Cornell died, like how she just wanted to like take him right there, even though. Oh, <laughs> yeah, she, like, and she says something like, "If, they if I wasn't covered in blood, in blood, I would have taken you right then." Ooh. Yeah, something like that. I was like, "Ay, ay, ay, Yeah, I think I wrote in my notes, Mariah, you freaky. Because. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then we get this tiny scene where Mariah meets with Yang about getting into the heroin trade. They shake hands on the deal. So she's getting into drugs. That's the one thing that Mama Mabel says you should never do. She's breaking all the rules. I'm surprised she had rules. Well, Mama Mabel does because she appears and is like, hey, what? don't do that. That's um, we get a really short shade scene where he's going to kill Ingrid, but he has flashbacks to killing, uh, to killing not only Comanche but Command Shades, um, you know, the Command Shades ship for everyone, and he can't kill Ingrid. And once again, Shades leaves. There's a lot of Shades leaving in this yeah. uh, episode. <laughs> Fading into the shadow. Uh, then. We get the ghost of Mama Mabel appearing to Mariah and the ghost of Uncle Pete. <laughs> this, she going crazy, it's Mariah. So good. The good. moment where uh, Uncle Pete referred to Tilda as their daughter, I think I threw up in my mouth. Yeah. That was horrible. Yeah, but was I love crazy. that we get to see more of Mama Mabel, not just in flashbacks, because I love this actress. The guy who plays. Pete, like he's really good at just being his worm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love the interaction between them in the flashback scenes in Jamaica. They kind of got their own joke going on. <laughs> They're just kind yeah. of yeah. at the other family. They just laugh at the yeah, at Gwen. Yeah. Yeah, it's so great. Um so then Mariah and Alex are having a drink. This is the last scene. Uh, Mariah and Alex are having a drink and laughing and kind of getting a bit flirty. And then Shades walks in and we get that awesome moment where he tells Alex to leave. Mariah says no, so Shades pulls a gun. <laughs> and then Alex runs away scared. <laughs> that was so good. And then Shades says you. he's not jealous. It's like he's seeing her for the first time. She broke the rules and she's lost her heart. She's lost her fucking mind. And she's lost. She, this oh, is yeah. the scene she where... yeah. This is the scene where she says about jumping his bones after killing Cornell. Oh, which okay. Is weird. That's what, ugh. Yeah. Ugh. And then Mariah then realizes that um, Shades and uh, Comanche were, as she puts it, gay for the stay. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Shades Shades has had enough and starts throttling Mariah, but he can't kill her. Damn it, I Shades! Why. I guess he, he still loves her. It. I know. You're so close. You could have been the hero of Harlem, Shades. I- I really thought he was going to as well. I was like, oh, you know, because I was so shocked in season one when Mariah kills Cornell. So, like, I just thought, like, oh, Mm -hmm. that would be amazing if he just kills her right now. Because it it wouldn't be, like, where a normal story... Like, to me, this is where a story would progress. Like, he doesn't kill her. He goes to... You know, he's working with somebody else. Somebody else is going to kill her. It's not going to be Shades. But it would be an interesting take if they ended up having Shades kill her with, like, two episodes left. Yes, everyone. Mm-hmm. 
everyone including me was annoyed um, when Cornell got killed. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. so early. Yeah. But it did set up the precedent that no one is actually safe. Uh, unlike Ben. And Yurik, it set up Mariah. For no reason, really. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, ben was killed, so to make Karen this awesome reporter, uh, which we didn't even mention the mentions uh, of her in this, where it's like, Karen yeah. Page has an insider, Karen Page has this, and I was like, Karen I Page has I been there for like five minutes. Karen Page is still learning how to write. She just takes his job, they just make her Ben Urich. It just it drives me absolutely batty, and I can't wait for Daredevil Season 3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's. Oh, I hope they do something with her. I really do because I want to go back to liking Karen again. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, so Shades tells Mariah that she's pathetic and leaves, and then Tilda enters and says, "Hey, Mum, did you actually kill all those people? Did you order <laughs> it?" And Mariah's like, "Bitch, I did it myself." <laughs> and uh, Tilda's like, "Okay, are you crazy? <laughs> Goodbye." Bye. <laughs> all right, so that's good. my visit. Though. Yeah. It- What's yeah, kind of funny? Like, he, she comes, like, Shades is like, all right, I'm out of here. He walks out, Tilda walks in directly <laughs> behind him, and is like, did you kill him? All right, I'm out of here. All right. <laughs> Who's the next visitor? <laughs> yeah. Who else? Alex. <laughs> Madam Gao will come in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everyone will come in. I want Alex to come in. No, Faith Evans comes in, and is like, yeah. hey. Did you really kill all those people? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, well, I'm never playing Hero King. <laughs> and I'm taking that Biggie picture as well. <laughs> come, come, Biggie. We're leaving. <laughs> uh, so those were the episodes, guys. Whew, a lot to talk about this week. Yeah. Really I knew there would be with episodes, two yeah. Iron, Iron Fist fans. Well, yeah, I think just, yeah, I think I think then following up with the Bushmaster stuff in episode 11 just meant they were, they were both pretty um impressive episode yeah mm-hmm. yeah they, no, they kept me going on the high e- even after iron fist left because of all the bushmaster stuff um whereas if it was just luke i'd be like mm-hmm. but yeah yeah luke luke has been i think more interesting this season compared to last season oh absolutely but i feel i do feel like he's a very passive character in his own show like i felt that in season one as well you know yeah well he's, he's a... very reactionary Mm-hmm. I feel like um, he just kind of yeah. like he just reacts to what everyone else does at this point. Um, like he's yeah, as you say, he's just very passive. Like he just kind of stand like everyone else does all the interesting stuff. He just kind of turns up with hip hop music playing. Maybe it's because the villains are so good, though. Like yeah, the villains are so good. You know, yeah. Luke Cage. Like overall, you've got Shade, you've got Mariah, you've got Bushmaster. You've got these really compelling villains that. I don't know. It he just reminds me of a lot of uh, um, the Punisher Max Ennis series where the villains got as much mm-hmm. screen time as the Punisher. Um, the Punisher mm-hmm. was still interesting there, and he definitely wasn't reactionary, but like there was a whole plot dedicated to the villains and how their inner dynamic worked, their family. Even if they all probably died at the end, it was still... Um, just reminds me a lot of that, the sort of format of the show, which I like. Um, like the crime. Like mm. half crime drama, half you know, superhero show, if that makes sense. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It was kind of like uh, Alias as well, like half crime sort of detective yeah. story, half superhero story. I really like the detective stuff in Alias. I haven't got that many um, 
I, I think we've actually referenced all of the Easter eggs, guys, because there wasn't that many, which, mm. um, I mean, I've got Danny's wearing a sweet Christmas t-shirt, uh, hoodie, blah, 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 blah. Oh, I got, there's a reference to Game of Thrones, which uh, the guy says if people don't bend the knee to Luke, he should do Dracarys and set them on fire, <laughs> which uh, I thought funny. was funny. Yeah. Um, I didn't know if there was any other references to Iron Fist stuff that I didn't pick up um, on. I, don't um, I was going to ask so. Connor and Rebecca. I don't know if it's a reference, mm. but Luke, Danny, and DW all hanging out in the same room mm. is pretty awesome. Because um, they oh. all hung out in the comics as well. Yeah. Like, Luke lived above DW, so they all so hang adorable. out. Yeah. yeah. I love DW. DW, in fact, He's was great. Uh, the way Danny found out that Wendell Rand was Baden as well. Was who? When he. Wendell. No, oh, not Wendell, yeah. Not Wendell Ramsey. Well, what's his name? You know, um, no, Harold Meacham. Ward Meacham, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. In the comics, DW <laughs> uncovers that plot. I'm tired, guys. <laughs> I'm going to be up for work in three hours. <laughs> right, we'll do it quick. We'll tie up quick. So, next up is quotes. Rebecca, do you have any quotes? Uh, I yes, have about 300. I do, about 300. Go for it. Power Man and Iron Fist, that's got a ring to it. That's going on a t-shirt for real. <laughs> you screamed with joy. I did. I was like, I am buying that t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I have one, which is uh, Mariah to uh, Ben Donovan. I thought they called you Big Ben. <laughs> no. Uh, oh. I'm so hurt by that too. Yeah. Connor, have you got any quotes? Um, (laughs) I can't remember the exact wording, but when Luke says Danny calls himself the immortal Iron Fist and DW's like, that guy knows how to brand. Yeah. 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 Uh, Tam Tams? See, I became the fist when I defeated Shallow. It's a dragon. (laughs) 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 Shut up, Danny. Uh, Will? Uh, Mystic, get up and take this ass whooping. <laughs> oh, that was so good. That was I love that Luke calls Danny Steve Jobs. That made me laugh. Yeah. Um, and I love the moment when Mariah looks at the photo that uh, Bushmaster put up in Harlem's Paradise and just goes, peasant. That was great. <laughs> She's yeah. so horrible. Uh, like Luke say, I should have let that bitch burn because it goes back Ooh. to what Misty said. <laughs> yeah. Week, yeah. That was a great line. Yeah. There's one between Luke and, sorry, between Danny and Turk, where Turk says, your aura's dope. Who you train with? And Danny says, I train with Master. And Luke goes, let's go, Danny. <laughs> it just <laughs> makes him go out there. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> I have my mama Mabel when she throws all that paperwork in the fire and, and just walks by Bushmaster and says, Sorry, babe. Danny being all cheeky when Luke's like, Bet this place is a fortress and Danny just goes, Do I look phased? I was like, Alright, Danny, calm down. Uh, any other quotes, guys? Uh saying like Go ahead, Connor. Oh, sorry. Um, wasn't sure I was cutting out or not. Uh, 
then he says something like money is power and then Luke says but power comes from within or something I don't know I thought it was neat that they taught each other oh he says stillness isn't um, power yeah. money is power I think he says something like that and then Luke yeah. says uh, yeah, yeah. He, he tells him that the, his gold fist is the least powerful thing about him I thought that was interesting yeah yeah yeah, yeah I, I like that about, whole thing um, later when they're talking and Luke realizes yeah. that power comes from stillness and Danny also realizes that his money is very powerful so they like learn from each other and it's nice so. mm. uh, I like yeah. when Luke's uh, set sounds like me had that Cape Town chronic it's <laughs> <laughs> so funny to get there <laughs> I love them old Ming will we old see him oh, old Ming yeah. I like that Mariah asks Shades if he's a vegan now <laughs> No longer a carnivore. Yeah. <laughs> so the way she says it. And then I like his response in that scene where he just says, you really are a crazy-ass bitch. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and then we have that bit where Mariah's just shouting and she's, I am owed! I am owed! And before I am done, I will own this goddamn city! It's like, whoa. Suburb. I like when... Uh... Mm. <laughs> when she's going crazy and Mama, like she's yelling at Pete, and Mama Mabel just goes, "Walk slowly, Pete." She is yeah. clearly working some shit out. <laughs> yeah, that was so good. My last one, I think I've like, got, yeah, is all when these are in your head. Oh yeah. <laughs> Mariah says to Shades, "I smell your fear. It used to be mine." I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> Scary. Uh, any other quotes, guys? She's a crazy-ass bitch. Nope. Okay, well, let's rate these episodes then. Rebecca, because you need to go to bed, oh. you guys. So what would you like of... to rate uh, out of ten? Out of ten? Uh, well... Yeah, what would you give episode one, ten? Nine out of ten. <laughs> Only nine? Um, mm. Yeah, I'd leave a little bit for, like... I don't know what to give perfect. Unless we talk okay. about Moon Knight issues, because, you know, that has happened. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's my Oh, I didn't hear you, Rebecca. You cut out then. Uh, nine for the first, eight for the second. Eight for the second. Cool. Sorry, you yeah. cut out. I couldn't hear you. Fabulous. Uh, Connor, what about you? So the, for the first one, probably 8.5 slowly roasting donkeys. <laughs> Uh, Connor, you rated episode 10 and 8.5. What would you like to rate episode 11? Uh, uh, 8. An 8, okay. Tammy, what would you like to rate these episodes? 9.5 out of 10 and 8.5 out of 10. Cool, thank you. Uh, Will, what would you like to rate these? Okay, they're, they're really good. The first episode, I think if it wasn't for Danny, I'd be saying, oh, this is the part where we realize that we don't need 13 episodes because they were sitting around talking a lot but with these two it actually worked and I really enjoyed it and then of course we got the great fight scene later on and second episode I enjoyed that one too uh, backstory of uh, Bushmaster got some good stuff from Mariah and Shade so all around they're both good the first episode 9 out of 10 um uh, uh, mine's gonna be about the dragon. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, 
iron uh, glowy fist. Because I did love uh, DW's reaction when he saw the fist. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the second one, eight and a half out of ten. And I can't remember which episode. Okay, eight and a half out of ten. Uh, villain backstories, origin stories. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, so I really, really, really loved episode 10. I loved the dynamic between Danny and Luke. I loved, oh, what else? I loved the Wu-Tang. I loved the stuff with Misty, beating up Nandi. That was amazing. I loved the stuff with Mariah. I pretty much loved the entire episode. Um, only thing is, it was missing Bushmaster. I would have loved it if there was Bushmaster in it, but I didn't even notice until afterwards because I was having such a good time with the episode. So I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 smushed nutbags. I know. Which gives um, episode 10 an average of 9.2 out of 10, highest rated episode, even without my 10, I think. And episode 11, I really enjoyed as well, but not as much as that episode. Uh, so I'm going to give it 8.5 out of 10 questionable vaccinations for children, which gives it an average of 8.3 out of 10. Wow. So two very, very good episodes, really good episodes. Okay, so now it's time for our feedback, and we have an, an email from Sedna, Will. Hope you've been practising your Jamaican accent. Yay. I was... <laughs> I was actually saying one of those lines from Nancy over and over again earlier, but I can't really listen to one about um, Mi Fe Dan Seal. What's the bit he was saying about you go and eat, but you ain't gonna taste it, or whatever it was? When he's like saying to Mariah when, um, yeah, when she's yeah. burning him. Oh, it's so great. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, oh, I'll like put that, that in Skype for you. Hell yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so says, oh fuck, it's the first episode. Let's play Durant. Dragon Story dropped in his first scene, Dab. <laughs> and we should have played Danny Rand. Lighty up fist. <laughs> Lighty up fist, dab. Meditating, Dab. Splaining Chinese medicine this time, Dab. <laughs> Luke having to remind, da- remind him of his immense privilege, Dab. Got some zen shit to say. Rebalance your chi. Dab. House. <laughs> oh, fuck. I heard he was good in this, but he's still annoying. Apologies to Connor <laughs> or Rebecca, whichever Danny fan you have on this week. It's not personal. <laughs> Both of them. <laughs> I can't believe Iron Fist Season 2 is out before Daredevil Season 3. Arr. Oh, Sedna. <laughs> Donovan gets a well-deserved <laughs> ball crushing, and Turk got a bong shop. And the word on the street where the petty cake fighty fighty at beautifully lit <laughs> warehouse with wicked Wu Tang soundtrack. And Danny just fucking buys the problem away. Arg. <laughs> the utter horror of the massacre in Gwen's tempered somewhat by more CGI flames. <laughs> yeah. At last, Misty is getting her props is released, ready to give her a leg up on the ladder. Dang. Flashback episode featuring young Donovan, and my God, remember how fucking 
hardcore brutal with Mama Mabel. Mm. Italian deli lady offers espresso. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Chase is going to bid Lady Macbeth. Karis got the scoop. Putting Ingrid in danger by inferring her as a survivor for fuck's sake. Yeah. Very disappointed they dropped in the vaccination story as it's pandering to a dangerous conspiracy trope. Oh, is it? Oh, I guess. They have... Yay, they have Carnival in New York. Should have guessed from the mask costumes in the warehouse in episode two. Might go a wine me batty with the <laughs> Perry Goat at Shotty Hill in a few weeks. That's <laughs> the song, isn't it? It's like wine, wine me buddy in the left hand side. Isn't that uh, the song? There I goes. I always thought I remember who sings it. Past it that she oh, that's it. Yeah, why am I thinking of wine the bay? I don't know. <laughs> But uh, said no. If you're going to Notting Hill Carnival, then we need to meet up because we both live in London. You know, we can go and hang out. We can t squee about Daredevil together. And then me. Sedna has included. Uh, oh, go on, go on. I was just saying that reminded oh. me of Mardi Gras. You know, the, in, uh, yeah. the Mardi Gras tribes. Mm -hmm. We have the Notting Hill Carnival in London. That's like a big carnival like that. Um, Sedna's included a video which is the Carnival Dance Guide. Oh. So, Tammy, I expect you to be doing this as your uh, no homework for this week. <laughs> cool. Uh, so, thank you, Sedna, for the email, as always. Love hearing from you. And, um, yeah, that was the end of this episode, guys. We Rebecca has had to go, sadly, because she has, uh, has to be up in three hours' time, because she's hardcore. And also, she has a little kitten um, to look after. Um, Connor. Mm -hmm. Thank you for being our guest. Where can people find you on the the internets? They can find me at my home address. No, uh, <laughs> you can find me on my Iron Fist podcast, which Rebecca is also on. Uh, the Immortal Iron Fist Sons of the Dragon. Just just Google Sons of the Dragon podcast because you Google Iron Fist podcast, a bunch of other stuff pops up that doesn't have anything to do it with Iron Fist, and it's really annoying. But yeah, yeah, you can <laughs> find me if you really want to. Um, nice. You have to know the password. Yes. The password is 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 pork <laughs> or something. I don't think it's pork, but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, thank you so Rebecca much for coming on, Connor. Um, yeah, I know Rebecca definitely wouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no worries. Thanks awesome. very much for having me. No, thanks. You have to come back as well. Um I have to? For okay. Iron Fist. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah, telling you. No, definitely will. I <laughs> season three, you have to be back. <laughs> yeah, get some sleep before that. I will try. Uh, Tammy, yep. have you been up to anything lately? What's been going on in your life? Well, we have just completed season four of Calavici Fashion Cast, a Quantum Leap podcast about the fashions of Quantum Leap. So starting next week, we'll be on final season, uh, season five. Pretty excited. And hopefully soon-ish, we'll announce what our next podcast is. Because <laughs> yep. we don't know what that is yet. We don't know at the moment. <laughs> so we cannot <laughs> we announce at this time. <laughs> <laughs> Any suggestions, listeners, write in. <laughs> what do you want yeah, to hear not? me and Tammy and former guest Brad talk about? <laughs> On a week by week basis. Former guest, future guest, Brad. <laughs> future, always future guest. Uh, Will, what's ha what's happening? What's going on? <laughs> not going. Uh, no, there's nothing really going on right now. And I'm 
uh, Spartacast will be back eventually, probably after Labor Day, though. It's actually an episode that we recorded that I've been too lazy to publish, so <laughs> maybe that'll come out before we record the next episode. I can't promise you that, but <laughs> who knows? Your pleasure delaying. Yeah. It's also very hot here. That's my excuse for everything. <laughs> Exactly. I can't be bothered to do anything in this heat. Like, it's, oh, it's, yeah, the heat is miserable. Um, well, I need to tell you guys what we're covering next week, because we are doing the season finale and the penultimate episode. So episode 12 is called Can't Front on Me. Luke teams up with an unlikely ally to combat a new strain of heroin. As Shades plows ahead with his plan, a massive party draws everyone to the club. Spider-Man. Um, Spider-Man's, yeah, Spider-Man's party, and then he dies. It's very sad. But Biggie turns up, so there's a massive party. And then <laughs> episode 13, the finale, they reminisce over you. Mariah adapts to her new circumstances and goes to extremes to cover her tracks. Luke takes a new approach to protecting Harlem, and that's uh, murdering Spider-Man. So that's what's going to happen. Any predictions for the final two episodes, guys, apart from Spider-Man and Biggie? Any predictions, guys? Oh, I think that Tilda's going to kill Mariah. <gasps> why? Uh, well, I guess I understand why. Die. No, he's not going to die. He's just going to... He's going to die from the nightshade, but he won't be yeah. killed by anyone. Shades will be in jail. Um, Who's going to be the villain, though, if Mariah dies in this season? Um, Tilda. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. We shall have to see. Winks at Connor. Um, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, Connor, you are the special guest this week, so you get to take us out with an Excelsior. A very sleepy Excelsior. Excelsior. <laughs> Excelsior. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, Connor, go, Connor, go sleep. Go back to bed. <laughs> uh, I don't have that luxury, unfortunately. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, bye, guys. <laughs> All right, bye. see ya. Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash defenderspodcast or on Twitter at defenderspod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0 unported international license. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!